Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. Once more, God has favored us with a beautiful weekend, fully fitted with bright sunshine and mild temperatures. I dare not worry about the intermediate rainfall, as God is a God of completion, and the rain is necessary to wash the earth, rewater the beautiful blooming flowers, and replenish all produce. You see, he holistically completes all things, all in his perfect time, as he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and all that was ever made was made by an omniscient God. I give God extra thanks as my mother's day on Hilton Head at home with mom was refreshing and my beautiful mother was glowing. Only God can do it. I'm excited because I understand that he is the author and finisher of our faith. Now, let me be very clear. He was there as he created man and it was his breath that was blown into Adam's nostrils to make man a living soul. So he made us and knows all about us. We are the righteousness of God. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. He knows the number of hairs on our heads, no matter how many wigs we may put on. He keeps up with every teardrop that you may shed. You see, he represents our beginning and only he knows when and where your end or my end will be. But just know that as long as you abide in his word and his word abide in you, you can ask what you will. And he is so faithful to deliver. He is our omnipotent keeper of right now. And he holds our future. It is past time that we realize if I make my abode with the Lord, I may not know when or where my end will be. But I do know that I can ask whatever I will and it shall be done unto me. I do know that he will never leave nor forsake me. I am certain that all will be well because his word has told me that wherever I am, there you may be also and the way you know. We are spiritual beings enduring human experiences. Therefore, we need the grace of God to navigate through this life. So I am trusting and placing all of my faith and hope in the great I am. The omniscient, omnipotent one whose ways are past finding out. But he did advise us to study to show yourself approved. A workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. His word in Isaiah 59 and 19 promised us that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord would lift up a standard against him. Not if, but when. So now if you study and understand God's word, we have already been warned and forewarned that the enemy will come in, but also advise that the spirit of the Lord, his Holy Spirit, the promised comforter, God's precious Holy Ghost, would lift up a standard against the enemy. Because his word is so clear, all true and most powerful. Why on this God created earth would you refuse the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost, 
if we have been well warned of not if the enemy will come in, but when he comes in, confirming that he will certainly be coming in, even like a flood. Now, if you've ever seen a flood invade an area, the waters rush in so quickly that within just seconds, areas that were safe and dry become drowning cesspools. But God's word has so clearly stated the spirit of the Lord would lift up a standard against him. Meaning, no matter how the floods of life may rush in, his spirit would lift up a standard. Not mom, although she loves you. Not dad, even while he would give his right arm for you. Not friends and family, while they would fight fearlessly to support and even defend you. But the all-powerful spirit of the Lord has been promised as the lifter of standards against the enemy for you. Too often, you will not see the enemy coming. Oh, but God's precious Holy Ghost is the only unseen entity to defeat both the seen and the unseen. Right there, right there I can hear the words, get ready. Today, I want to impress upon you that you have no more excuses because God's word is clear. It is available and so much of it is as plain as the nose on your face. Yes, the enemy has come only to steal, kill, and destroy. He is seeking whom he may devour. Even we will face trials and tribulations, tough times, sad times, times more difficult than our carnal minds can comprehend. But God's word has advised us. Lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. You see, I now understand the value in knowing the Lord as I depend upon him in my affairs, those tough and otherwise. I acknowledge the Lord and then expect his omniscient directions, knowing all along that he is my strong tower my protector, leader, and divine guide. Quite honestly, I cannot make it without him. And just think, as some of you may feel a bit embarrassed about your relationship with the Lord, I certainly did in my ignorance because the enemy had me believing that being an ambassador for Christ was so uncool or made me a square. I felt like others should not have to know that I have a relationship, a real relationship with the Lord. How naive of me. You see, the word reminds me that it is impossible to truly be an ambassador for Christ and keep it secretly all to myself. After all, if I am truly living for the Lord, others will know just by the way I behave myself treat people, or allow God's glory to shine in and through my life. Quite frankly, I should not even have to open my mouth, but the Spirit of the Lord, the same one that will lift up a standard against the enemy, should show forth just as I arrive in any place at any time. According to God's word in Matthew 5th chapter, the 14th through the 16th verse, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill 
cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it give light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. I want you to understand that if you are claiming that you belong to the Lord, you are the light of the world. Yes, the bright fixture that allows others to see clearly. So people are watching you, listening to you, reading your actions like a book. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Unlike my silly idea from when I was a bit naive, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. This is not a quiet, secret relationship. But we... God's people are the light of the world. We are ordained by God to be a light for others to follow. As men do not light a candle and put it under a bush or in a secret closet, but on a candlestick so that all who need some light can see their way clearly. Once God allowed me full revelation of those verses, I trust him and pray that my life living can light the way for someone else to gain more clear vision and glorify God. All the glory belongs to God. I just want to be used to deliver his message. You see, to he who much is given, much is required. So I have no excuses. If God has been good to you, has seen you through some real tight places and small spaces, and you know that you know he is real, then you have no more excuses. I understand that setbacks and unforeseen circumstances frequently take place, but God has made too much knowledge, understanding, and favor available to you and to me, for us to keep making excuses about receiving his spirit and his truth. Today, I want the world to know that I'm in love with a savior that will never leave nor deceive me. One to whom I can tell my every secret, and he never breathes a word to anyone else. He even allowed me to receive his spirit to dwell inside of me, walking and talking with me, directing my path. Not to mention he, the author and finisher of my faith. He wrote the plans he has for me and for you and made them available for the whole world to see. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. Plans so carefully laid out to give us an expected end. So he knew who I would become. He knew who you would become. The challenges that we would face internally and externally. He knew what our needs would be. So he, Jehovah Jireh, our provider, he already promised to provide our every need. I get so excited when I talk about him because he keeps proving himself to me over and over time and time again so that I cannot doubt him. And I know that his favor rests on me and my life, not because of anything that I've done or that I'm doing, but because of who he is and how much he has already proven he loves me.
with all of my faults and shortcomings. I am ill-equipped to be good enough for how faithfully God continues to show his undying love and devotion toward me. I expect him to show up every time in every situation. And guess what? He continues to show up every time and he even exceeds my greatest expectations. What a mighty God we serve. I want the same for you. I want you to get to know him so well that no matter what the issue or how difficult the opposition, you walk in such faith, trusting in a God that you cannot see so much that you expect the impossible because with God, all things are possible. His word said he would set a table before you in the presence of enemies, not to mention he'd make your enemy your footstool. Yes, through him, folks that don't even like you will be providing you with their limited resources and they would neither be able to explain nor understand why. Take an inventory of your life with God in it versus your life without his precious spirit and determine which will work best in your favor. Yes, the spirit makes his unmerited favor unavailable to you, which brings me back to Isaiah 59th chapter and the 19th verse that says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the West and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the redeemer shall come to Zion and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed, nor out of the mouth of your children's children, saith the Lord from henceforth and forever. So I am inclined to remind you that it is the spirit of the Lord that will lift up the standard. So why would anyone who is aware of this truth want to exist without such divine protection? You see, verse 20 of Isaiah 59 promises that the Redeemer will come to Zion. Now, when we speak of Zion, we are speaking of God's real people, his church and the Redeemer, his Holy Spirit. That same spirit promised to the church was first upon Jesus Christ. And from him, the head, that precious ointment, his word and all his promises descends to the skirts of his garments. And my word that I have put in your mouth, which you have uttered by virtue of my spirit, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall continue to be the word made flesh, the wisdom of God incarnate, the great teacher of thy people and the light of the world till the consummation of all things. Nor out of the mouth of your children, but it shall dwell richly in them in all wisdom, capacitating them to teach 
admonish, reprove, rebuke, exhort, and comfort one another, speaking with grace in their hearts. From now, henceforth, and forevermore until the end. Once again, we cannot earn the favor of the Lord, as that grace is God-given without any explanation, without earning it. God's word has confirmed that this is his covenant that connects he and his people. What I want you to remember is the covenant is a promise that is twofold. God made promises to his people, but he also gave us clear directions so that his every promise would be fully realized. Think about it. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. But if you have refused, dodged, negated, rejected, and denied the spirit of the Lord, where or what will lift the standard for you? After all, the spirit is supposed to be dwelling within you. Realistically, God's word does not lie. It is just that so many have decided that they are entitled to the reward and the many benefits without receiving God's precious Holy Ghost. But without God's spirit, his word said, you are none of his. Now, I know this is the part that people don't want to hear. Without his spirit, you are none of his. Without his spirit, I am none of his. Too often we want to quote the scriptures full of promise and all that God has in store for us, yet we overlook, negate, or fully ignore his commandments. Be you holy, for I am holy. A statement where God is saying, if you are mine, then you've got to be like me. Holy, holy, holy. After that, the Holy Ghost comes. You shall have power. So without the spirit of the Lord, this Holy Ghost, we are rendered powerless. Christ was born, lived and died so that we would be able to have life and have it more abundantly. He snatched victory from the jaws of death, and now death has no more dominion over us. According to Philippians first chapter, the 20th and 21st verses, according to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So our truth, whether we live or die, God promised that he'd never leave nor forsake us. So living, God will take care of us who he knows by the indwelling of his spirit. And even in death, those who are inhabited by his spirit will return to him as the spirits, like magnets, will reunite and gain everlasting life with the Lord, of course. When Christ was ascending to the Father, he announced that he left us a comforter that would lead, guide, protect, and hide us in his absence. The same spirit that was in him, 
he has made available to all who would receive of him by simply confessing with your mouth and truly believing in your heart. Then follow directions from the living word of God. Yes, that means study his word and live according to his commandments. He even wrote, if any man lack knowledge, let him ask of God. So I say again, you have no more excuses. Christ died for each of us. In death, he paid the ultimate price for all of our sins. Even in death, he is an advocate for us as he dwells with the Father, making intercessions for those of us who are his. We are constantly extended much grace and mercy and unmerited favor, rule, rest, and abide in our lives. Tell me who would not serve a God like that? I say again, you have absolutely no more excuses. Vernon Brundage Jr. once said, Excuses are tools of incompetence used to build bridges to nowhere and monuments of nothingness. And those who use them seldom specialize in anything else. You see, excuses are conveniently inconvenient in that they are continually empty reasons that we give as to why we cannot will not, or do not follow through, even with God's word. In Luke 14th chapter, beginning at the 18th verse, the master sent his servant to bid many to come to his feast. God's word in verse 18, but they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to examine them. Please have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you commanded has been done. And still there is room. Family, our time to get our lives in order is growing thin. God is bidding us to come and partake in his good feast. But we continue making empty excuses, excuse after excuse. Today, I pray you receive the word because we have no more excuses. No more excuses of why we cannot, no words of what we lack. The enemy comes in like an angry flood. Please recognize we're under attack. Excuses are tools of the incompetent used to complain and nothing build, but God made provision, so make good decisions. Our success is in his will. When I say that God has been good to us, I only speak the truth. Our God has been better than we could ever be to ourselves, so we have no real excuse. When I tell you that I am blessed and favored, believe every word I say. My Savior shows he loves me so 
each and every single day. As he gently nudges me awake each morning when I rise, I praise God for watching us all night long. And now allow me open eyes. Oh, my eyes are open for me to see and make clear sound decisions. But even more importantly, I can see God's hand as he sharpens, not sight, but vision. Study to show yourself approved is what God's word has said. So my eyes and heart have been opened wide. Keep my soul and spirit fed. No time to waste. You must make haste. God's word is being fulfilled. As I study God's word against news I've heard, all has been written in his will. His word has said and events have led conclusions too serious to be ignored. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, yet weaknesses show his strength the more. Yes, his strength is made most perfect in the areas we are weak. The one who said, be not afraid, promised earth's inheritance to the meek. He said those who are always behind in his economy would become first, promised to change stronghold situations without hesitation, only after we hunger and thirst. Living and learning upside down, the world is turning. At times we face abuse. I realize we still have the prize as his righteous plan remove every excuse. Yes, Every excuse was nailed to the cross on a hill called Calvary, where our Savior suffered the most but gave up the ghost to save both you and me. Spiritual beings having human experiences, enduring enemies' darts and fire, receive the Spirit of the Lord, the only one we must afford. He'll keep us uplifted, encouraged, and inspired. Well, family, this is number 105 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. I just want you to know that while we are enduring difficult times, God has equipped us well with all that we need. Therefore, we have no more excuses. Now, I understand that some will still throw in the reasons why they cannot or will not accept the Lord. But I'm here to tell you all of your good, Sound excuses were nailed to the cross with Jesus Christ. And more than anything else, he loves and cherishes you unconditionally, just as you are. But he loves you too much to allow you to continue without his comforter, his precious Holy Ghost. It is the ultimate gift that keeps on giving. Of course, it is not for him, but you receive his spirit for you. For your protection, correction, direction, justification, and salvation. You see, the enemy will repeatedly attack. So the standard will need to continuously be lifted. And only his infallible spirit can do it. Today you have no more excuses. God's word has posed the question. If you did not run well, who hindered you? You have been gifted with everything you need, and God has promised never to leave nor forsake us. He has placed before us the decision to choose life and live, serving the Lord, or choose to exist without him. Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, 
We will serve the Lord. I pray that each of you choose the Lord because he has already chosen you. Just study his word so you fully understand that he certainly chose us and made every provision for us to live our best lives. Then receive eternal life for our souls in paradise, even hereafter. In the midst of setbacks, trouble, trials, tribulation, problems, and matters beyond our control, please realize we have no more excuses. God bless you. On a separate note, I am sending love to every teacher and all nurses. I give honor to each of you for your selfless acts of kindness every day as you so lovingly teach and care for others. In case you missed it, last week, May 1st through May 7th, was Teacher's Appreciation Week. And this week, May 6th through May 12th, is Nurses Appreciation. Just know that we, the public at large, could not make it without the brave men and women who serve in these fields those who have answered the calling on their lives, dedicating their hearts and souls to the well-being, care, and teaching of so many others. Please love on a teacher and a nurse today. God's word has said, whatever you do to or for the least of these, you do it as unto him. Certainly, you represent beautiful extensions of God's hand, so we love and honor you for all that you do. I pray that God will bless and keep you and always show his grace, mercy, and favor toward you in every area of your life. Thank you for your selfless service. Thank you for a job well done. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page. You can listen to me on Amazon Music or YouTube as well. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. <laughs>